Welcome to Monk's Cave. Hello, everybody. This is Corey McCarthy. I'm joined by Devin Abbott, a senior uh, intern with the Sports Information Office, cross-country track and field extraordinaire, and also a student assistant for the men's basketball team. And our very special guest this week is uh, Craig Luchinot, who is a St. Joe's alum, played basketball here for four years, and is now an assistant coach with the Boston Celtics. Craig, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. Happy to be on. Hey, what are you what are you doing right now? You're headed over to the garden? Yeah, we just uh just got finished up with shoot around. Um heading over there now and be there until until after the game. Well we'll start we'll start here. tell us about your time at St. Joe's. What was your major? You know, you came here to play basketball and get your degree, of course, but uh you know, talk about your basketball experience at St. Joe's as well. Yeah, no, really enjoyed my time at St. Joe's. Um, you know, obviously a you know, small school kind of has that community feel to it where you kind of know everybody on campus, um, you know, allows you to kind of, uh, you know, interact and build relationships with, you know, people from, you know, all different sports, all different fields, all different majors. Um, so really enjoyed my time. Um, you know, obviously playing basketball was great. Um, you know, was reason why I was there. Um, really enjoyed my four years playing for Coach Dan Cole. Uh, definitely a big reason, you know, why I'm at where I'm at now. Cool. And you, you, uh, you had an interesting group of seniors with you, with uh, you know, Davis Tucker, Jerome Diggs, uh, those guys. Talk about some of your memories of playing with those guys. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, obviously I had a really good group of guys. You know, we lived together um, all four years, which was great. Um, you know, allowed us to kind of, you know obviously build you know good chemistry, good bond on and off the floor. Um, but, yeah, you know, really enjoyed playing with those guys, um, you know, guys that were obviously passionate about basketball and, you know, wanted to win. So it was, it was really good to be able to just kind of, you know, grow with them and, um, you know, try and try and win as a team. Uh, so my first question is, you know, as somebody who wants to get into coaching, um, is, some, is coaching something that you've always wanted to do? How did you kind of find that passion? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, growing up, like every kid, you know, you want a professional athlete. Um, you know, once you get to high school, that kind of starts to, you know, I start to realize that's not going to happen. Um, and, you know, I always knew that I wanted to work in the NBA in some capacity. I never really knew that uh, coaching would be an option. Um, you know, obviously got really fortunate, which we can kind of dive into here in a second. But, um you know, once I realized that that was an, you know, an option for me, um, kind of had my head down, focus on that. So, um, again, you know, just fortunate to have the opportunities that I've had to kind of land where, I, where I'm at now. Great segue into our next question here. So how did you get into coaching at the pro level? Obviously, you were at the main Celtics uh, before. and Yeah, so I guess long story short, I uh, – I interned for, I actually left my senior year like a couple months early and finished online and went out to LA and finished and uh, interned for Noah LaRoche, who is another St. Joe's alum. Um, he played, you know, there in the early 2000s, I think. And, you know, at the time he needed some help. He was head of player development for Wasserman at the agency. And, 
Um, I basically interned for him for two summers out in LA. Got to work with, you know, a lot of great NBA players. You know, meet a lot of great executives and coaches and people around the NBA. And when I was out there, I met, you know, people in the Celtics front office that, you know, I developed a relationship with. And then when I, you know, came back home to Boston, they, you know, always just told me to come help out with summer, summer workouts, things of that nature. So, you know, one thing kind of led to another. And, you know, they hired as my first year, I was uh, like player development video in Maine uh, with the G League team. And then I was there for another two years as an assistant coach. And then this is my fourth year total in coaching my first year with the Celtics. Incredible. And along the way, there had to have been some surreal moments, right? When you're working with Noah LaRoche and just list off some of those names. I mean, it's probably old hat for you now, having been in the NBA for a few months and, and seeing star players. But what were, what was, what were some of the surreal moments that just kind of hit you? Like, wow, I'm working with Russell Westbrook. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Russ was probably the biggest name I worked with in LA, Anthony Davis, Victor Oladipo, probably the other two biggest names when I was out there and yeah no it was it was obviously great you know just seeing how those guys interact how they work on a day-to-day basis how they carry themselves was really impressive you know obviously took a lot from you know being around them on the court you know it was definitely surreal you know kind of interacting and playing with them um and drills just seeing the kind of the talent level um and how how drastic what is the difference from D3 to the NBA. But, yeah, no, I mean, Rust is, I tell people, one of the best people I've ever met. And, you know, really fortunate to have you know, met him and worked with him and, you know, take a lot of things that I learned now today. What, what is your role on the Celtics coaching staff? Like, what, what is your day-to-day? Uh, what's your official title? And, and what does that entail? Yeah, so my, my title is player enhancement coach. Essentially, it's like, player development so I basically there's me and three others that basically run the low minute workouts so guys that basically aren't in like the top seven we run their workouts and then I basically help with the high minute workouts as well um, but you know not running those and then I work directly with Luke Cornett and uh, Danilo Gallinari so Watch film with them. Obviously, Gallo's not out for the season, but watch film with Luke, you know, run their workouts, basically there for kind of whatever, you know, those guys need. But, you know, that's kind of kind of my job in a nutshell. So on, on game day, I see I see you on the bench there when watching games. Like what, uh, what, you know, what's your role in that capacity? Pre-game, usually just on the floor. You know, again, the guys will – We'll start working out about two, two and a half hours before the game. You know, each guy will have about 15, 20 minute time slot. And, you know, basically, again, you know, I'll run Luke's workout and then, you know, help with everybody else's. And uh, during the game, you know, kind of just helping with um, a lot of like the video stuff, trying to, you know, prepare a halftime edit, you know, for whatever Joe needs. And then, you know, basically just kind of, you know, helping with the film. So so I do turn the game. Cool. So a little different than uh, GoMonks.tv here that you, you know, you see our, our basic little video broadcasts. You have, you have a lot at your disposal there with the Celtics, I imagine. 
Uh, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> they definitely have state-of-the-art equipment for sure. Walk us through what your average uh, game day is like. Like today, what time do sure. you, you know, what time do you arrive at the at the garden? And, you know, how does that play out all the way until, like, the end of the game and what time you get home? Yeah. So, obviously, home and road is different. But at home, uh, since we're at home today, I'll tell you. Tell you. So, usually get to the practice facility um, around like seven depends on if I have a scout coming up or not if I do which I do um, I'll watch their game from the previous night work on that when I get in and then about nine o'clock we have a coaches meeting where we'll talk about you know how we're preparing for the game lineups you know adjustments things of that nature and then after that the low minute guys will hit the court and get a workout in, you know, brief workout. Then we'll have a film as a team and, and then we'll hit the court and walk through whatever uh, plays we want to go over, um, whatever plays we want to work on for ourselves and then just get some shots up and the high minute guys will shoot after that. And then I'll leave the practice facility, you know, anywhere from like 1230 to one and then I'll head straight to the garden, and then once I get to the garden, we'll, again, same thing. I'll just watch, you know, the team I'm preparing for, put together, you know, how we want to attack them, and then we usually play a staff uh, pickup game at, like, three for, like, an hour, and then right after that, our players will get on the court and start working out. So we'll have two, two hours on the court working out, we meet at 30 on the clock, and then, you know, the guys will hit the court with, like, 20, 20 minutes on the clock before tip. After the game, basically talk about, you know, what happened, meet for, like, 10 minutes, talk to the team, and then, you know, typically head out after that. So I usually get back to, you know, my place around, you know, 11, 11.30-ish in that range, just depending on what time the game starts. So your day starts uh, at 7 a.m. Yeah, and, and you're getting home after 11 o'clock most yeah. uh, most days. That's 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 pretty crazy. I don't know that everybody would realize that. Everybody on staff, right? Getting in that early is kind of my own doing. Game days are usually, you know, obviously the busiest day. But yeah, I mean, you know, for me, it's not work. It's, it's fun. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. So I, I hear you mention a lot about, you know, cutting video and, and things like that. Would you say you spend a good percentage of your time doing that work? And, and do you have, like, a special program that the NBA provides? Or is it something you're doing like the rest of us on, like, Final Cut or, <laughs> or iMovie <laughs> or something? Yeah, no, we have a, we have an app called Sports Code. Um, makes it really easy. Um, we use, like, three or four different apps. Sports Code, Second Spectrum, Synergy. And then we have our own – the Celtics have their own analytics site that we only have access to where, you know, so essentially, you know, a lot of the time when you're not on the court, it's, you know, watching film, preparing for, you know, an upcoming team. I'm watching film for Luke, you know, how he can be better, things of that nature, watching other guys and, you know, you know looking at numbers, you know, how, what we're doing well statistics-wise while we're not. And, you know, yeah, so a lot of the, a lot of the downtime is basically spent watching film and, you know, preparing for, you know, an upcoming opponent or preparing stuff for Luke or Gallo. 
Yeah, you talk about working with Luke and Gallo. Um, when working with guys individually, what are some things that you do to um, make sure like they're getting the most out of that time? Is there any like habits or tendencies that you try and build with them? Uh, it, my my life is pretty easy working with Luke. Luke's uh, he is um, very intelligent. He's arguably one of the smartest people I've been around. You know, basketball aside, and you know, is extremely hardworking. You know, cares about you know playing well and all that so he makes my life pretty easy but you know anytime we hit the court obviously you know trying to be intentional about what we're working on especially during the season you know you try to keep it light on the body so that you know we're fresh for the game but just being intentional with you know our habits and you know what we're trying to accomplish and again you know he he, he makes that really easy and then you know obviously you know we talk about a million different things but eating habits sleeping habits and, you know, just how we can prepare ourselves to be best, you know, during the game, you know, it's kind of my biggest focus. And, and again, he makes it really easy to do that. So, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been great working with him, him and Gallo both. You know, Craig, you were, you were a guard. Uh, yep. what are we saying, you know, six, one, is that generous? Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably six feet. Okay. All right. We'll say six, one. Now, yep. now Luke, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, seeing on his bio here, not knowing exactly how tall he was. You know, he's a seven-foot-two guy. So how does that translate for you? Basketball is basketball, but it's a different game for a post player in the NBA, whatever that is nowadays, a post player. They're out there shooting threes too, just like you yeah. were here in college. But how, how does that translate for you? I, I don't think you're taking him on one-on-one probably. That wouldn't, be, <laughs> that wouldn't be much use for him. But, like, just talk about that dynamic. Yeah, for sure. So the, the reason why I am with, with Luke is because Luke was in the G League last year with me, and uh, I worked with Luke in Maine as well. And, you know, you know, we had some success together. And so, you know, kind of trying to keep that going. It's funny, like, it, it doesn't really matter, like, what, you know, size or position that I am. It's more about, you know, obviously passing knowledge along, uh, right? And when we're on the court, you know, there's there's other guys on the court that are much taller helping me out, um, usually guard, uh, but I'm the one, you know, talking through what we're trying to accomplish. But, you know, I, you know, when I was in the G League, I worked with guards, wings, and bigs. I think it's, you know, good for my own development to be able to be able to do that and not just be isolated to one group of, you know, positions. So, you know, it is uh, it's definitely funny, you know, it, <laughs> us on the court together but you know he uh he he's great and you know again it's been it's been fun work with him yeah there's a personal connection there and and i imagine for you i mean it naturally there there's a um you know a, a rooting factor there when when he has a great game that you know that's a, a good thing for you as well uh yeah so uh for sure you know obviously you want to see everyone play well but you know our, our biggest thing with you know luke is you know, we just want to help impact the scoreboard, right? You know, you know, our yeah. biggest thing is just I hope our only stat we look at is plus minus, right? As long as he's in the positive, right? And we're helping our helping the Celtics, you know, win more than lose when we're on the floor, right? That's the goal, and so that's our biggest motivation. And as long as that that plus minus number is good, then you know, me and him are both happy. And if it's not, then you know, it means we have work to do, but. You know, uh, again, he's uh, very intentional about what he's trying to accomplish, and he's really good at 
you know, trying to make, you know, JT, JB, Malcolm, um, all their lives easier. And, you know, that's our, our, our number one, in, you know, intention, making, making their lives easy so they can kind of, you know, get good looks and, you know, helping them defensively, covering up for anything that goes wrong. And, you know, so that's our biggest focus. I know we're going off script here a little bit. Is it, is it difficult in some ways to recognize guys that are super talented or more talented than others when everybody at that level is already super talented? Obviously, the, the best players, the top guys, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, yeah. they're going to stand out. I guess what I'm saying is when you came yeah. out of college and you're seeing pro guys, aren't they all just unbelievable? And then, like, how do you notice? Yeah. Like, what things do you see that you recognize that sets them apart, like the, the best players? Yeah, no doubt. You know, I could go kind of a lot of different ways here. But, I mean, especially, like, you know, obviously everybody at this level is very talented. But, you know, I think, you know, work ethic is definitely – intentionality is the biggest thing. I always tell people with Russ and Jason, JB, the exact same way where, you know – when they're on the court, it's not like they're never like joking around. They're never like it's it's all business. And uh, you know, with guys that are you know middle of the pack type players, it's not always that way. It can be, but it's not always that way. But those guys, it's you know, it's a twenty four seven focus and intentionality on what they're trying to accomplish. And um, those guys are you know always locked in and you know, when they're on the floor, it's always about trying to do better, um, how they can get better. And, you know, so it's, it's it, that part of it always stands out with the best of the best. And then you just see, you know, obviously they're, you know, God giving gifts where, you know, Jason's, you know, 6'10 or whatever and can, you know, dribble like a point guard and shoot like a shooting guard. And, you know, it's, it's obviously that, you know, pops off the screen and pops off in person as well. But yeah, I would say that's the biggest thing. That's that's a that's a great answer. So so going back to kind of like surreal moments, and and you and I we we've, we've been kicking uh, the idea of having a podcast uh, for a little while here. So this question might be a little stale, but I was wondering, you know, what was it like being on the bench for that first NBA regular season game when you guys beat the Seventy Sixers? Like, was there a moment? Do you do you, uh, allow yourself uh, a time where you can be like, wow, this is, this is the level I'm at. And this is where I always wanted to be. I think there's that moment every single morning, you know, every morning I scan my card into the uh, practice facility. I, you know, definitely acknowledge how lucky I am. You know, it's, you know, growing up a Celtics fan and, you know, all my friends being from here and rooting for the Celtics. It's, uh, it's definitely a, a huge blessing and you know something I don't take for granted and you know obviously you know being able to have be a part of not only the Celtics but be a part of you know a great team and great people and great staff great players makes it you know that much more enjoyable and you know obviously starting that off with the win versus Philadelphia was great and you know are you know trying to keep that going for sure but you know I, I would I would say I have that moment, you know, every day where I, you know, pinch myself uh, for how lucky I, you know, truly am. What advice would you give to people who want to follow a similar path to you? You know, there's the biggest thing I say is there's no one direct path to getting into this business and coaching um, in general. But the biggest thing that separate, the biggest thing that I think 
helped me and I think what most people in any you know, business or, you know, whatever you're trying to do is, you know, basically, you know, work ethic, I think is, you know, the biggest thing. And then, you know, getting in front of people and, you know, networking and um, developing relationships is obviously extremely vital, but growing your knowledge of, you know, what you're trying to do and I'll do that through, you know, working hard. And then, you know, again, developing relationships and trying to figure out ways that you can help people, especially early on, you know, help people and not ask for anything in re- return and just, um, let people see your work and let people see, you know, how you carry yourself. I think, I think is the biggest thing. Uh, you know, there's a huge jump in talent from D3 to the NBA, but how are they, how are the levels similar and how are they different? Very few similarities. No, I, I think, I think the biggest thing is the passion for the game. I think, you know, if you're playing division three basketball, you know, you're not playing for a scholarship. You're not playing, right for for a free education right so it's more about like how much do you love basketball how much do you care about it you know i think that's probably the biggest thing that translates um to the nba you know when you're around these guys as well you know it's how much they care about it how much they want to win and you know obviously you know i think the biggest difference is just the athleticism the height the strength all mixed together um is obviously you know really really impressive at this level now, one last question for me. Uh, you mentioned the coaching staff pickup games. Yeah, so we have a uh, we have a we have an eight man group here that's keeping the same teams. I think we're going to go all uh, forty one games at home here. So uh, I don't think you're going to know all these names, but it's basically uh, I think if you're asking Joe, is he is in the games? He's on the other team for me, but yeah, he's uh, he's very competitive and does not like to lose. So. You know, we've had we've had some good battles here early on, but uh, those 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 games can get pretty intense. Now, some former NBA guys, some former college standouts as well on the staff, right? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, all the guys that are. You know, I'm definitely the the worst player in the <laughs> game, but you know, do my best to just make some shots and you know stay out of the way. Yeah, that's funny. You're being. Uh... You're being humble, but I can see how you might uh, might feel that way with some of these uh, some of these guys that have played at such high levels. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, uh, so tonight it's Oklahoma, right? Yes, it is. Yep. So, you guys winning six straight. You know what's been the key to success here? I think guys are just you know really focused. You know, Joe's done an unbelievable job leading the group. You know, really. Um, have these guys locked in on what we're trying to do on, you know, both sides of the ball. Um, obviously, we can definitely be better, you know, in, in certain areas. But I think guys are, you know, doing a great job of, you know, locking in on, you know, what we're trying to accomplish on that given night and, you know, going out there, playing hard and being intentional about what, what we're doing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a fun team to watch right now, and it's a, it's a great start to the season. So it's a, it's, it's fun to watch for sure. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been fun to be a part of. Yeah, so I just had one more question. So, kind of as you've gained experience as a coach over time, it can be you know one thing, a couple things. What are some things that might be like unique to your coaching philosophy? You know, what are some things that you stand by that you look for or maybe advocate for as a coach? Well, for me personally, I'm I'm more of an offensive 
minded coach when I was in the G League. I, me and now the current head coach, Alex Barlow, ran all the player development offense for the G League team. And so I see kind of the, the game through that lens. But, you know, obviously a big believer in, you know, as a lot of coaches are, ball movement, you know, quick decisions, we call 0.5 basketball, but, you know, making a decision in 0.5 seconds. And, you know, obviously big believer in, you know, playing in and out, touching the paint, shooting a lot of threes, playing fast. Those, those are probably, you know, the biggest things for me. You know, being a really good off the ball team, I think is, you know, something I, I, I'm a big believer in. All right, awesome. Craig, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a, a an awesome uh, podcast experience for both of us. How many podcasts have you been on, Craig? That's that's a question I like to ask. This is I don't know, maybe my third or fourth. I think somewhere in that range. Did you do anything with uh, I don't know if Julio and and uh, Matt Madero? So they still doing one? Yep, I hopped on there. I yeah. did. I hopped. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's probably a little different than this one, but you know, those guys do a good. They have a good show. They do. They do. They do a good job. Two, two, uh, two great guys. Definitely. I'll have to get them on here. We'll, we'll have a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. But hey, Craig, thanks again. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks so much. Thanks, Craig. All right, Craig. Take care. All right. All right. That was Craig Lucianot, everybody. A very special guest, assistant coach for the Boston Celtics. Thank you for listening, and, and tune in next time. Uh, have a mystery guest, I guess, and we never really make any solid plans, but we'll we'll get somebody good on here. Maybe it'll be Megan Dunlap. You never know. Ludacris going in on the verse because I've never been defeated and I won't stop now. Keep your hands up, get them in the sky for the homies that ain't making them my folks locked down. I never